Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week, we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high-frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Today, I wanted to share with you some of the important foundational steps that your child needs to go through in order to become a strong reader. If you are trying to teach your little one to read at home, or you wanna reinforce what the teacher is doing in the classroom, maybe over summer break, over winter break, or you just wanna make sure that you know how kids develop with their reading skills, then this is the video for you. I am gonna talk to you about six different areas of reading development that are all related and important so that your little one can become a strong reader. But I wanna pull them out specifically so that you can see how they build on each other, but they're also related to each other so that you always know what you should be working on with your little one to help them become a strong reader. So let's dive in. The first foundational area that you want to be really solid is you want your little ones to know their alphabet. I have these free animal alphabet cards that you can use to teach your little one the alphabet. I will link them down below, but they each have an animal keyword that goes along with them. So our little ones learn the name of the letter, the sound that goes along with that letter, and we also want them to learn the uppercase and the lowercase letter. Now, some people might tell you that memorizing the alphabet is just a really basic skill and it's not super important to focus on, especially for our kids who are going into kindergarten. I, however, would disagree because knowing the alphabet, knowing the letters and the sounds that are represented by those letters is crucial for our little ones to learn how to read. And so this is an area that you can absolutely focus on at home. You can help your little one really master those sounds and say them clearly. I have a video about how to pronounce each sound clearly. I will link down below. But basically, you don't want to say B represents B. You want it to say B represents B. You really want to say your letter sounds super clearly. But you can absolutely, absolutely work with your little one on memorizing the letters and the sounds that go along with those letters to help them be strong readers. The second area you wanna focus on is phonemic awareness. I have an entire video series all about phonological and phonemic awareness. I will link it down below. But very briefly, phonemic awareness is the ability to hear and manipulate the individual phonemes, the individual sounds in spoken words. So for example, I want my little one to be able to hear a word and break that word up into its individual sounds. And I also want them to hear individual sounds and be able to blend it into a word. So let's do two examples. So I'm gonna use a popper for this. So you don't have to use letters for phonemic awareness, but it's more effective if you do. So if your little one knows their letters and sounds, definitely include letters for this. But for this example, I'm just gonna use a popper. 
Let's say I say to my little one, what word am I saying? B, A, F. Those are the individual sounds. They can pop. B, A, F. Blend, bath. They're gonna blend those sounds into the word bath. But I also want them to hear a word and break it up into its sounds. So let's say I give them the word mat. I want them to say mat. M, A, T, mat. I want them to break up that word into its sounds. So blending sounds into word and breaking up a word into its sounds, which is segmenting, are two really crucial areas of phonemic awareness that you can focus on at home. Start right now, even if your little one doesn't know their letters and sounds, start phonemic awareness. But if they do, great, you can use letters in your phonemic awareness practice and it'll be even more effective. So once your little one has number one, their letters and sounds, and number two, phonemic awareness, you're ready for number three, which is when they're going to start reading decodable words and decodable books. If you're a parent at home and you don't have access to a full curriculum with lots of decodable books, then I want you to check out the Bob book series. This book series is usually pretty inexpensive. You can get it on Amazon. I know sometimes they have it at Costco. And these books are decodable. They will tell you what letters and sounds they're focusing on in each book. So for example, in this book, these are the letters and sounds that they're focusing on. As the books get more difficult, they'll also tell you any irregular words or high frequency words that your child would need to know to read the book. But they're a really good starting point. I'm also going to link below some free decodable passages from the University of Florida Literacy Institute. It's called UFLY. They have a curriculum called Foundations that as of this recording is free and you can download the decodable passages and you can read them with your little one. And so I will link that down below as well. But if they, your little one, if they have a solid grasp of letters and sounds and phonemic awareness, then you absolutely wanna move them into reading decodable words and decodable texts. They don't need to know all of their letters and sounds before they start reading these. Like for example, a child who just knows the sounds for M, A, T, and S, they can already read this book. So it's only four letters and sounds. So don't wait, get them started reading as quickly as you can. So while you're working on steps one, two, and three, at the same time, you're gonna work on number four, which is handwriting. Handwriting should be started right from the beginning. Proper instruction in handwriting is so crucial for our little ones. So we don't want them to look at a letter and try to form it on their own. We want them to know the exact strokes to form that letter. So handwriting instruction is so crucial. I am really passionate about handwriting and especially having parents help with handwriting because it's very difficult as a teacher, if you have 19, 20, 21 students or more, to watch all of your students all the time with their handwriting. So if we can have parent support at home working on handwriting, that is going to be so key. So one of the tips that I like to give is little pencils for little hands. If you have a little one who is working on their pencil grasp, you wanna make sure that they have the correct pencil grasp. These little pencils are really helpful so that they're just using their thumb and pointer and they're not gripping the whole pencil or holding it 
in like a really awkward way, we want them to have correct pencil grasp. So these are great. I also really like small dry erase markers. I don't like those big chunky ones because that can be really hard for little ones to grip, especially if they don't have great fine motor skills. They're pretty heavy. So try to get the thin small ones. That's gonna be really helpful. And any instruction in handwriting should include explicitly showing how to form these letters and using cues and prompts so that our little ones know that we don't want them ever to start from the bottom. We always want them to start from the top and we wanna talk about how we are always going a counterclockwise motion starting at two o'clock and going counterclockwise for many letters. So anything that you can do at home is really helpful, but handwriting is crucial during this beginning time of learning to read and learning to write. All right, I believe we're up to step number five. So we had number one, which was our letters and sounds. Number two, our phonemic awareness. Number three, we're reading decodable books and passages. Number four, at the same time as all that's going on, we're working on handwriting. And number five, I'm talking explicitly about spelling. So we talked about in phonemic awareness, being able to take a word and break it up into its sounds. That's called segmenting. Well, what we want now is to be able to match those sounds to the correct letters in order to spell. So I have these free mats on my website. I will link it down below, these sound mats. But basically, we're gonna teach our little ones that we want them to hear a, hear a word and break it up into its sounds. So most of our students are going to start with really simple two sound and three sound words. So this is a three sound mat. I do have some four sound mats as well but they are going to say the word as they pound. So let's say the word is top, top. Then they're gonna break it up into its sounds by touching the fingers where the dots are. T, ah, p, top. But now they have to figure out which letters go with those sounds to spell the word top. So they would say, okay, t goes with letter T, ah, goes with letter O, P, goes with letter P. And now they have spelled the word top. So these mats are really helpful for spelling. What research has found is that it's pretty common for students to be able to read words that they can't spell. But if a student can spell a word, they pretty much can read that word. There's not many words that a student could spell, but they couldn't read it. So that's why it's really important to work on spelling. We as teachers like to say that if a student can read a word, but they can't spell it, they don't totally know it yet. We really want them to have both reading it and spelling it. So these maths, like I said, are free, are really helpful to help your little one work on spelling. All right, we've made it to area number six. And that, of course, high frequency words. This is a big topic when learning to read. You might know them as sight words, and you might have thought that sight words have to be memorized because maybe they're phonetically irregular, so all we need to do is get kids to memorize this list of words, and then they're gonna be great readers. Well, that's not actually the case. We don't wanna give kids a list of words to memorize. Call them sight words, say, memorize these words, and you're gonna be a great reader. It's not how it works. What we want is we want to show our students and our kids at home these really high frequency words so they're gonna see them all the time so we do want them to know how to read and write them but we want to show them what's different about the words by using something called the heart method. So here's an example of an irregular word. We know it's the. TH is representing 
That is a pretty common phonics skill. However, if your little one is in kindergarten, they might not have learned that yet. So if they haven't, you could put a heart over it. I like to teach the word the after I've already taught the TH digraph. So that's why I don't have a heart here. But this E represents a. So that is definitely going to be a heart. The. Then we have other ones that are high frequency words. Sometimes they end up on the sight word list, but they're completely phonetic. A child could definitely sound this out. So if they know the TH digraph is then they have this. So yes, this is a high frequency word. We want them to know it in a flash, but there's nothing irregular about this. They don't have to memorize it. They can decode it. And as they decode it quickly, they're going to orthographically map it into their brain. So heart words are really important, but they're not as important as learning the phonics skills. So I never recommend to parents or to teachers that they should focus more on heart words, that they should give their students a list of words to memorize. Yes, these words are important. They're high frequency. They're going to see them all the time, but so many of them can be decoded. For example, this one, this is always on a list. At, at, they don't need to memorize this. They can just decode it. But for the ones they do need to memorize, because let's say they have an irregular sound like this one, w, uh, t, what? They don't have to memorize the whole word because they already know WH represents w and T represents t. They just need to learn that irregular part, which is that A is representing a, uh, w, uh, t, what? So, High frequency words, yes, they have their place. Yes, they are important, but I would focus on the first five areas first, making sure they have that solid, and then you can absolutely introduce these high frequency words and anything that's irregular. Just make sure you point it out using the heart word method. All right, so here's a quick review of those six areas I think are super important for foundational reading skills. We have letters and sounds, phonemic awareness, reading decodable texts and books, focusing on handwriting all at the same time, spelling, and then those high-frequency words. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up-to-date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!